Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders, Tuesday mornings, 11.30 a.m., live with First Seder Bismedrish, firstseder.org. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners. Obez Hashem be joining the Shir. And this series of Shurim is sponsored by Rabbi Tzaksaflis, Bottom Line Marketing Group. Should be a schus for him, his family, and for all of the listeners to this share. Okay, we are going back a little bit in time. We've been uh, in the 1800s for a while. And we're going to go back to the Rebbe of Heschel from Krakow. Now, the Rebbe of Heschel, I'm not sure where he got the name from. I didn't come across where that is. It's not because he was a Hasidish Rebbe. He was before Hasidim were on the scene. In the uh, late 1500s, early 1600s, that's when he lived. I'm assuming because, as we'll see, he was, so to speak, the Rebbe of the next generation of Kla Yisrael, Great Gedolim, Paiskim, and perhaps that's how he was coined the name, the Rebbe of Heschel. His name was Rebbe Avram Yeshua Heschel from Krakow. He was Nifter Chof Tishrei Tof Chof Dalid, 1663. Now, his father's name was Rabbi Yaakov ben Harav Ephraim Naftali. Rabbi Ephraim Naftali, meaning Rabbi Heschel's grandfather, was the Rav in Lublin in the times of the, or I'm sorry, not the Rav, he was a Ravid, he was a Dayan in Lublin in the times of the Marami Lublin. Afterwards, he was a Rav in Brisk and in the city of Ludmir. His son, Rabbi Yaakov, um, according to, I found a sefer called Todas Anshei Hashem. Over there it says that he was a Talmud of the Marshal. Um, now on his Matseva, Rabbi Yaakov's Matseva, it says that he was the Rav in a place called Lik, Likoi or Likau. Lamed Yud Kuf Aleph Vav of Yud, that's in Lita somewhere. The Rav of Brisk and the Rav of Lublin, as we will see. He was the son-in-law of Reb Meir Vial. Reb Meir Vial was a grandson of the Marie Vial. The Marie Vial you f- find very often if you learn uh, Mishnabura, you learn Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah is constantly quoting the Marie Vial. Him and the Maril are the two, so to speak, fathers of Mish- Minhagi Ashkenaz. We never did a share on the Marie Vial yet, but he was an anical of the Marie Vial. Now, the, this uh, Reb Meir Vial was the Rav in Brisk, and after he was Nifter, his son-in-law, Reb Yaakov, was appointed as the Rav in Brisk. Um, we don't know exactly what year that was, but one thing we do know is that in the year Shin Sadi Aleph, 16, um, sorry, uh, yeah, 1631, in 1631, the Taisis Yontif writes in his a uh, sefer called Megillas Eva, which we mentioned way, way back in the Shir on the Taisis Yantiv. That was one of the, I think that was the first year we were on Torah anytime um, in 2020. It's so in there, in Megillas Eva, he writes that he, the Taisis Yantiv says he came to the city of Brisk and Rabbi Yaakov was mechabedim to say the Shabbish Shuvah in his place. He asked Rishos from the Tzibur if they would let the Taisis Yantiv say the Shabbat Shuvah and he was Mechabedim to say the Shabbat Shuvah So we do know that in the year, um, let me just make a cheshbon here. Yeah, so in the year, um, in the year 1631, 
this Rabbi Yaakov was the Rav of Brisk at the time. Now we do know in Shin Sadi Hay, in 1635, he became the Rav in Lublin. Um, in the Chuvas Bach Yeshonai Shaila Kuf Hay, they have over there, Oy Chuva Acheres Meagoyin Rabbi Yaakov Milublin. A Chuva to the Bach from Rabbi Yaakov Milublin. In Chuvas Goyin Basra Shaila Lamed Ches, Meagoyin Merein Rabbi Yaakov Dekak Brisk, Uchuvas Habach Elov. Another Chuva between him and the Bach, and at that time he was the Rav in Brisk. So we have him clearly as the Rav in Brisk and the Rav in Lublin. Um, and his Talmud, he had a Talmud, Rabbi Chaim Chaika, has a sefer called Goin Svi Simon Beis. He writes Shaila Zu Shah Me Rabbi Muvuk. This Shaila he asked from his Rebbe Muvuk, Hagoin Hamefursa Me Reiner of Yaakov. And Rabbi Yaakov signs that Chuva uh, is Hatzar, the young one, the young one Yaakov. He also there's Askoma and the Sidur Hashla, the Sidur Hashla Shara Shamayim. If you look in the front there of the original printing, there's Askoma from. Reb Yaakov um, from Lublin. Now, on the Matseva of Reb Heschel, as we'll see at the end of the year, it says Ben, the Lashon is over there, Ben, Harav Agodo, Rabbin Shekol Bnei Hagoyla, Merein Reb Yaakov. So Reb Yaakov in Lublin was called the Rabbin Shekol Bnei Hagoyla, the Rav of all of the diaspora of Kla Yisrael. So he was a very, obviously, one of the Gedoyle Hadar um, at the time. Now, when exactly Reb Heshel was born is not clear. One place it's brought down, he was born in the year Shin Nun He, which would be 1795, but it's not really clear. And it's clear that he, his father was his Rebbe, his father raised him to Torah. Um, there's a Sefer that's called Chidushe Rebbeinu Yaakov Milublin Rabbeinu Heshel Mikrakow. So a Chidushim of Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Heshel, father and son. And in there it seems that Rabbi Heshel quotes the Bach as being one of his Rabbeim. Moiri Virabi calls him numerous times. It's not clear when he learned by the Bach. Now the Bach was the Rav in Brisk in the years Shin Ayin Hei to Shin Ayin Tes. Um, now if he was the Rav then, obviously it was before... Rabbi Yaakov was the Rav, and it was before the Rabbi Yaakov's father-in-law was the Rav. So exactly where Rabbi Yaakov lived before that and where Rabbi Heshel was born, um, it's not 100% clear to me. Um, and when he learned by the Bach, is also not 100% clear to me. But that's what it says. He calls him Mairi Virabi. Um, when he was young already, he was known to be very sharp, to be a Baki, and to be a big Talmud Chacham, till the Chachmei Hadar, the wise people at the time would say, that the son is even greater than the father. And as we see, Rabbi Yaakov, his father, was one of the great people of the generation, but it's seen his young son was already, in some people's eyes, much greater than his father was. Now, he became a son-in-law at a ver- from uh, uh, to marry to the daughter of a we- very wealthy person in Brisk, Ramosha Lazarish. But his wife died a short time after uh, their marriage, and his second wife was Dina, the daughter of Rabbi Yehuda, the son of Rabbi Shol Val. Rabbi Shol Val we mentioned numerous times. He was the Zayd of many Gedolim. He was the one, if you remember, there's a legend about him that there was, he was the king of Poland for one day or one night. 
Um, we mentioned this in a different share, I don't remember when. Very, very famous, Askin Talmud Chacham. So the Reb Hesha was married to his granddaughter. Now, Reb Rafal Hamburger, the Tyrus Yukusil, relates that this following story, that really Reb, the Reb Reb Hesha was supposed to be Reb Shal's son-in-law. And then Reb Shal at the end decided he didn't want him as a son-in-law, and his daughter married someone else, another big guy at the time, and he ended up becoming a, a son-in-law by this Reb Moshe Lazarish. Some say because Reb Shal Val was such a chash of a shidduch, this Reb Moshe Lazarish felt that now the shidduch didn't happen, maybe it's a shtickle bizayin, it's not so nice for Reb Heschel, so he was also very wealthy, very chash of a person, and he took him as a son-in-law. And um, then when his wife passed away, so the granddaughter now of Reb Shal decided that she wanted to be Reb Heschel's wife. And they say, this is what Reb Fal Hamburger used to say, she stood on the steps of the base Medrash, and she said a Lashen of a Gemara. The Gemara says a Lashen, You should go down a level and marry a lady. The Gemara is saying you should marry a lady not as chashev as you. If you marry a lady more chashev than you, she's going to give you trouble. She's always going to feel greater than you. The Gemara says, go down a level. But she was saying as a pun, so to speak, go down a level, meaning you were supposed to be my aunt's shidduch, instead be my shidduch, go down a generation and marry a woman. So that's how he became the wife, uh, the uh, son-in-law of the son of Reb Sholval. Now Reb Shalm Shvadran used to say over a story, when it happened, I, I can't figure out exactly, that the Rebbe Reb Heschel was engaged to the daughter of a very, very big gvir, and on the Shabbos of the Eifruf, he went to whichever city it was, and um, he saw her do something to a chicken that wasn't nice, and he decided he doesn't want to marry her. She didn't have good midas, but he didn't want to embarrass her. So instead, he pretended to steal the pushka, and everybody said, this guy's a ganav, and they threw him out of town, and the shidduch was bottle on its own. And when his father asked him what happened, he told him, it's better for me to be embarrassed than to embarrass this girl for what she did. So that's what Shalom Shvajan used to say over this mitzah, if it happened, how it happened, when it happened, again, I do not know the details, but these details, that he was aided by this Ramesh Lazarish, and then he was the aided by the son of Reb Shalval, that we taka know as, uh, as to be historically true. Now, while his father was the Rav and Brisk, he led the yeshiva together. Together they were running the yeshiva, his father was the yeshiva, but he helped with the running of the yeshiva. Now, as we said before in um, Shin Sadi Hay, 1635, uh, his father became the Rav in Lublin. He followed, followed him to Lublin. He became the Rav there and the Rosh Masifta, the head of the yeshiva. And together they ran the yeshiva in Lublin. Um, now, after his father was Nifter in the year Tuf Dalid, in the end of 1643, beginning of 1644, he, um, the Rav Naftali Katz, the grandson of the Maral Miprag became the Rav in Lublin. However, they left that Reb Heschel should run the yeshiva. Meaning, his father Reb Yaakov was the Rav of Lublin and the Rosh Yeshiva. Now that they got a new Rav, you, you would think maybe they got a new Rosh Yeshiva. No, Reb Heschel remained the Rav, the uh, Rosh Yeshiva in Lublin. And in the Haskama that he put on the printing of the first edition of the Shach, Yaradeya in Shnas Tofhei, 1645, there's two Askamas there. One Askama from Rav Naftali Katz, Av Bezdin of Lublin, the Rav of Lublin, and one from Rav Heschel, Ram de Lublin, the Rosh Hashiva of Lublin. He signs it, Nu'um HaTarad, the signature, the Tarad, the busy one, Yeshua Heschel. 
I just want to point out, it seems that his name at birth was Yeshua Heschel. Later on in Krakow, he was sick at some time, and they added on the name Avram Yeshua Heschel. So till you get to Krakow, you don't see his signature as Avram Yeshua Heschel. Now, Hagayin Reb Shmuel, Kaidenover, if I'm pronouncing that right, the author of a sefer called Birchas Hazevach, he also, in the back of your Gemara on the Rosh, there's Tiferesh Shmuel, that's this Reb Shmuel Kaidenover, we mentioned him in the Shir on the Shach and other places, and um, in his sefer Birchas Hazevach, he refers to both Reb Yaakov and Reb Heschel as Meiri Virabi, because he was a Talmud of both of them. He learned by Reb Yaakov, and he also learned by Reb Heschel, because they were both running the yeshiva together, and after Rabbi Yaakov was nifter, Rabbi Heschel ran the yeshiva himself. From all over Poland, Yesh- Bachrim and, 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 and Talmidim came to this yeshiva in Lublin, the yeshiva of Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Heschel in Lublin. Um, now, the Chidah in his uh, diary, Magel Toiv, he says he heard from Rabbi Hersh Mibalahov, that he heard from Magide Emes, from people who say the truth, that in the year Tuf, Ches, in 1648, Ach, Reb traveled to Wien, to Vienna, and um, the Rav at the time was the son of the Shla, Reb Sheftel, the Baal Vavayamudim, and he didn't chap, I guess, who Reb was, and he wasn't Mechabedim so much, and Reb asked him a shail and a taisvis, and um, the Vavayamudim didn't know the answer, and he, and, he, and he went home that night, and he cried, and wanted to know the answer, and his father, the Shla, came to him a dream and told him, Pshat in Taisvis, and he also told him should be very careful with the covet of Rav Heschel because he has the neshama of Rabbeinu Tam. This is what the Mechidah writes. Um, and the next day he made a big covet for him in the Beis HaKnesis, in the Shul, and he told him Pshat in Taisvis, and Rav Heschel said such a Pshat had to come from Shamayim, didn't come from this world. But he, 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 uh, he started being Mechabanim. The Chidon Shem HaGadolim also is Merames on the entry of Rav Heschel, Merames to this to this story. Now, the Taz in Shubas Goine Basra, Shaila Zion, and this is actually brought in Taz Evan Ezer, Simon Kufnan Vav, Sivkat and Chas, he brings the Chuva from there, and he says, Bechaydish Kislev Tof Yud, in Chaydish Kislev of 1650 or the end of 1649, Hayisi in Lublin, Vani Besoich Hagoyla, remember this is after Tachvetat, so the Taz was running away, and he ended up, Avenisenu Rachas Hamatzik, Makas Hamedina, because of what was going on. He says, and there was an Eitzok of Anaguna, and that was a big problem over there at the time, after Tachvetat. And he writes, The Mora Da Asra, the Rav, Harav HaMuvuk, Merin Rav Heschel. So it seems that at that time, Rav Heschel became even the Rav of Lublin. Um, not just the Rosh Hashiva, it seems it came Rav of the Blin. Others say, no, it's not a Raya, it could be Mara da Asra, it didn't really mean that, it meant Rosh Hashiva, but that's how the Taz writes it, Mara da Asra. Now, from here and on, there are two Girsois, there are two versions of how the next part of his life happened. The first version goes as follows. In the year Tav Tesvav, um, 1655, after the Taisvis Yontif was Nifter in Krakow, so they called Reb Heschel, um, from Lublin to become the Rav and the Rosh Hashiva in Krakow. And he, in around those years, he became the Rosh Hashiva in Krakow. Now, from Krakow, it seems, in the year Tuf Yud Zayin, 1647, he traveled to Vienna for the Toivas HaKlal. It was after Tach Vitat, 
it was in 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 uh, Poland. It was after Tef. Um, sorry, Tav Tezvav and Tav Tezayin. If you remember when we learned about the Shach and the Beragoyla, um, Vilna only got attacked in those years, in 1655, 1656, seven or eight years after Tach Lublin was destroyed then. We talked about Avarichas and those Shurim. So there was a lot of destruction. So because of that, the Rebbe Rebbe Heshel went to Vienna to try to help out rebuilding Klai Yisrael with the government and with the, and the Manhigim. And on his way, he traveled through Moravia. Now, it's not exactly on the way, but he, I mean, I shouldn't say that it is. As you go south, it's on the way through Moravia. And wherever he went, they were Makabal and Ba'avo, Vakove, the Rebbe of Heschel is here. <coughs> Excuse me. He met the Shara Ephraim there. The Shara Ephraim, the Zayda of the Chacham Tzvi, um, who had ran from Vilna, and um, he, they talked in learning. And in fact, in his Sefer, Shara Ephraim, Simen Chavav, Lamedzayin, Kovei, he actually quotes things that he heard from Mehagoyin, Harav, Marina of Heschel, Shamati. Um, now, he went from city to city until he ended up in Nicholsburg. Nicholsburg at the time was the Rav, was the Tzemach Tzedek HaKadmoin, and the Tzemach Tzedek did not want to pask in any uh, halachas calls man the Rebbe Reb Heshel was there until he spoke to Reb Heshel. In Tshuva Tzemach Tzedek, Simon Kovzayin, he writes, it was a story on a Friday night, and they were eating, and they someone found a needle, Tchuva Bikaved, it was lodged in the, uh, in the um, in the liver of the of the chicken, and the question was was the chicken mutter via nearly lahakel? So Zemach says I would have been lenient, but at the end of Shuvah he writes I did not want to pass in myself, and I talked about it with the Rav Hagadol or Yisrael Marein Rav Heshel Lublin v'loy Mali Liba Lahater, and he did not want to be matter uvadalt vatalti daita namucha negadaita harama, and therefore I said whatever I say my low knowledge is nothing compared to his, and therefore I was Machmer. Now he does write over there, they talked about it Shabbos morning before davening, the next morning, and he says, really, we couldn't get into it so much, and I really feel, think really that it should be Mutter, and that's why I'm writing this Tshuva, but Lamais at the time, Reb Heschel did not want to be Materit, and the Tzemach Tzedek would not be Materit if Reb Heschel was there. And also in Simon Kovches, he brings over there that Reb Heschel was Maskin to a Psak of his um, at the time. Now, if you remember the Shir on the Shach, they said, they, they used to say over that at that time when Reb Heschel was there, a Shliach came from Nicholsburg that, again, whoever, if you remember, this is, we, we were in the 1600s for a while in some of our Shurim, and at that time we said whoever's the Rav of Nicholsburg was the chief rabbi of the whole Medina, Rav Medina, and you had to get Rishus from the chief rabbi to become a Rav. So they wanted the Shach to be a Rav in Halashav at the time, and they sent a message um, to the to the Tzemach Tzedek that this is what they want. And he asked Reb Heshel, do you know who this the, the Shach is? And Reb Heshel told him, he's my Talmud. And he says, do I know him? Of course I know him. It would be Kedai for you to become the Rav of Heshel, and give, uh, the Rav of Halashav, and give the Shach, your Rabbanus here, as the Rav of Nicholsburg. That's how great he is. So this happened at this time when the Rebbe Reb Heshel was here in Nicholsburg. And from there he made it on, he eventually went to Vienna. As we said before, the Rav in Vienna at the time was the Shla's son, the Vavi Amudim. The Reb Yoyna, the Kikoyan the Yoyna, who was a Rav in Metz later on, also from the Gedailim was there. Now, 
If you remember in the Shir on the Maral Tzins from a few weeks ago, we quoted a Sefer Tiferes Lamoisha. The Tiferes Lamoisha was actually a grandson of the Rebbe of Heschel. And the Shiloh was about a Meinekes Chavere, a lady who is within 24 months of a birth, if she's allowed to get married, depending on the situation, if she's not actively nursing, if it, whatever the situation is. There was a Shiloh to be Semech on the Ramah over there. was a Chreini, so the Tiferes Lamoisha writes, when I was in Vienna, Ira Maisa Kazeh, there was such a story. And all the Chachamim of Venice, they this, they wanted to uh, be Mekel. And my grandfather, the Rabban Shalkobne Agayla, Rav Hesha, was there. And Gamarav Rabbeinu Yaina, that's the Kikayan the Yaina. They did not want to. Um, now it could be the Chachme Venitza, maybe that could be, is not Chachme Venitza, could be it's Chachme Vin, it makes more sense um, that it's talking about the Rabbonim of Vienna wanted to be Materit, and um, Reb Heschel and Reb Yaina did not want to, but Amram they said, It's a danger for anyone who paskins leniently in this Halacha. And he says, this is the famous Tavares the Moshe, the Rav Sheftel was one of those who was Materit, and he died during that year. If you remember, the Maral Tzintz was not in a from this, and he says, who said it was because of that reason? What about all the Rabbanim who lived? But this is that Tavares the Moshe, quoting this story that happened in Vienna when the Rebbe Rav Heschel was there. Now, there are chuvas that he wrote, the Rebbe Rav Heschel, at this time, in this Tkufa, to one of his Talmidim, the Avodas HaGershuni, um, he signs them, I'm sitting here in exile. And he signs, The one who's busy, the one who's exiled, looking forward, yearning for the salvation of Hashem, here in Vien. We don't know how long he was in Vienna for, but in the year Tav Chaf, in 1660, he was already back in Krakow. There are signatures of him, Din in Krakow. So this is the first version that he went from Lublin, to the Rav of Krakow, and then he traveled to Vienna, and then back to Krakow. But there's another version that says, no, the exact opposite happened. He was in Lublin till Tuf Tezayin, until 1650, the beginning of 1655. Sukkis is when Lublin was destroyed after they came from Vilna to Lublin, and they destroyed Lublin on Sukkis. We mentioned it in one of the Shurim, I think, in the Beragoyla. And um, from there, he went south. And there's a some signature that he has, that he signed on in Lvov, in Lemberg, in Adar of Tuf Tezayin, which is on the way, if you're going from Lublin, you go down through Lvov, then down to Vienna. And um, over there, he signs it, Avbezdin Mikak Lublin, from the city of Lublin. He doesn't write Avbezdin Dikak Lublin. Now, first of all, you see, he signed himself that he was the Rav of Lublin, like we mentioned before. And, but it says Mikak Lublin, not Dikak Lublin, which would sound like Lublin didn't exist anymore, and he's the rub from there, like he's running. Um, and that would make sense then that he signed his, he wrote in the Chuba, Hatarud, Vagayla, he's busy, he's in exile, Bitsapil Yeshua Hashem. It sounds more like he was running. Um, now, the Tzemach Tzedek called him Rabbi Yaakov Milublin in that original tshuva, not Rabbi Yaakov from Krakow. Now, that's not such a perfect indication because even if he was already in Krakow, he was only there for a year or so or a couple years. Masha'ik in Lublin, he was there for many years. He was known as Rabbi Lublin. That's not such an indication. Um, 
So, according to this version, he was first in Vienna, and then they took him as the Rav of Krakow. And I guess on the way from Vienna to Krakow is when he passed through all of these cities in Moravia and Mary. Now, Rav Ephraim Zalman Margolius, the base Ephraim, in his Sefer Tiv Gitten, how to write the name Heschel. Heschel, do you write it Hey Ayin Shin Yud Lamid, Heschel, or Hey Ayin Shin Lamid, without a Yud? So that's the question. He brings from the Tiferes Lamaishas Tshuva, and he brings to the Birchas Hazevach, different places. Some said with the Yud when they referred to the Rabbi Rabbi Heschel, some say without a Yud. He says, this is Rabbi Ephraim Zalmar Goyle, says, I heard when I was young, in the times of Rav Heschel, they had a shnikul remez about his name, because it says there, The Pasuk says that I'm going to stand for you on the rock, Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Parshas Kisisa. So, is Rosh Tevas, Hey Ayin Shin Lamed, Heschel, and Al Hatsur is Bigamatria Krakow. Krakow, Kufre Shalif Kofalif is 402, Al Hatsur is 401, plus Hakailal, the add a 1 to it, so it's 402. So, as a Remez, the Rav Heschel is the Rav in Krakow, and that Heschel is without a Yud. He writes, Even though you'll say it's just maybe just the talking of But it seems that if that's the remez they made, that they referred to him to Heschel without a Yud. That's the Raya brings. Now some say there was a Shiloh, who should be the Rav in Krakow? Some say it happened in Vienna, some say it happened in Krakow, wherever it's not clear that there was a question to Rabbanim, and the question is who the Rav should be, and they made some type of Shiloh, whether it was a, a dream, or it was some type of like a girl Hagra, and they ended up with this thing, Hinini Oymed Sham Lefanecha, Al Hatzor Heschel in Krakow. So that's, uh, that's that. Um, now in the, in the in a footnote, in the Sefer Klilas Yaifi, which is a Dembitzer, which is a, like a, a history of, of of the city of Krakow, he writes there that he saw in all of the signatures in the records of Krakow, he always signs his name Heschel with a with a yud. Um, now it is interesting, his 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 Talmud, the Beis Shmuel in Hilchas Gitin, actually says you spell Heschel without a yud. The Taz over there writes Heschel with a yud. Neither of them bring up the Rebbe of Heschel, but just in the halach of how to write it, um, there is uh, seem to be a machlaik as how to write it. Krakow, the city of Krakow was a, was a very big city. There was the main Bezdin, they called the Bezdin Araba, the big Bezdin. There were levels under it, one level, two level. There were all types of public appointees um, that had to do with government appointees. All different types of... Um, uh, it was a very, very big city and a big, very big government. And he was in charge of all of them. And he, everybody listened to the Rebbe of Heschel. He made a lot of takanas for the Tzibor. Um, he helped out to poor downtrodden people. He was macabre, everyone was saved upon him. His door was wide open, always helping poor people, helping Yusayimim. Now, when it came to his Derech Hapsak, in the Hakdama to Seder Haget Hakotzer, from Yubichil Michal Timer from Krakow, which is a safer of how to write, how to, uh, the procedure of writing and giving a get, there's a, a longer version, the shorter version, in the shorter version, the the son of the Mechaber writes, everybody knows here, 
Then the Rebbe Heschel had to be in charge of a get. He always used the Seder Haget HaKatzer. He was always praising this Sefer, the Seder Haget HaKatzer, and he used it himself. Another interesting thing, in Tshuva's Gaine Basra Shali at Zion, there's a child there about a bone that was found in the Kurkavan of the uh, the stomach of a, of a, of a, of a bird. And the Bach had the Shaila, and in a, in a footnote there in a Haggah, he writes over there, The Rebbe of Heshel Paskin Le'iser many times, even though I have proofs from the Gemara the opposite. That's how he learned from his father, Rabbi Yaakov. So part of his Psaki, see clearly his Messiah was from his father. Now in the Sefer Zera Beirach Shlishi HaMesech Tebrachas, page Tezvav, he writes over there that I heard this from the mouth of the Rebetzin Dina, the wife of Rav Heschel. That one time, um, someone who had a Din came to him and he left on the table a large amount of money, a hundred adumim, hundred coins on the table, and he told him, this is not bribery, I just want you to paskin properly, which is also us, so you're not allowed to give money for that either. So he took the money, and that night he called his wife and he said, make a beautiful big suda and avoid all our children and sons-in-law and grandchildren. The whole family should come. And, um, and um, they came and he made a big suda and they ate and they thought he's given out the Yerusha of, of this big, Yerusha, big uh, large money that he came into. He's giving it out to everyone. And he brought the money to the table and he counted it out. One, two, three, till he got to 100. And then he looked at them he says, this is going back to him tomorrow and I want you to learn from me. It's not worth it to sell your neshama for any amount of money. Even elef dinari zuz, a thousand dinari zav, a thousand golden coins, I would not sell my neshama for. This person thinks that he's paying me off, it's not going to happen. And I want you, you're going to be leaders, you're going to be rabbanim, I want you to see that I'm giving this back and you should never fall to such a, to such a, a temptation. Now, he was very involved in being Mater Agunais after Tach Vitat. There were many Agunais. And we mentioned this in the Shir on the Chacham Tzvi, I think it was, that um, he stopped by the daughter of the Shah Ephraim. The Shah Ephraim's daughter um, was in Aguna. And uh, her husband, there were Edim, and really it should have been Mutter. And, um, and uh, but then her, she, she refused to get, re- they were Mater her, and she refused to get remarried. And then her husband showed up. And uh, that's how the Chacham Tzvi was born. And, um, and at that time he said, in such a situation, the Rebbe Heshel said, even if you have two witnesses, which I'll pidin tayrik in this type of situation, it's such a terrible situation, we can't even re- um, rely on two witnesses. And he stopped um, paskating for Agunas after that story. Now, in Krakow, he was Meister Nefesh to build up the yeshiva, in Poland, Bechlal, after Tach Vitat, all yeshivas were battled so much. Again, if you remember, two million people in Klai Yisrael were killed in Tach Vitat. It was a terrible time for Tyre and Klai Yisrael. And uh, he tried to, to rebuild Poland afterwards. And even in, um, even in Krakow itself, even though they were not destroyed by Tach Vitat, but in, in Tuf Yud Aleph, there was a, uh, an epidemic, um, uh, uh, probably cholera or something, and uh, many people left Krakow because of what was going on. The air there was, was, was uh, toxic, and they left, so the yeshiva in Krakow was also shvach, and therefore he worked very hard to build up, 
and to be mechazik the bachrim, bachrim should come and they should learn and they should dedicate themselves to learning. And from all over Poland, bachrim used to come. So here they, he was already the rebbe of Gedolim in Lublin, and now again in Krakow he was the rebbe. And this is probably why he's called the rebbe of Heschel because much of Poland, and uh, this is not just this, the uh, country of Poland, the kingdom of Poland, were his, um, were his Talmidim. He showed them how to learn, believe Pilpul, if you remember the whole Pilpul of, of, say, of going through all these types of, um, ex, uh, types of uh, learning, where you build and build a question and a raya, and it's, it's, not, it's just to show how brilliant you could be, there's not a lot of basis to it. Pilpul was something at the time that the Marshal fought against, and he himself also t- taught them how to learn without pilpul, b'derech yishara, a straight way of learning, a short way of learning, l'aksuke ishmaitz aliba d'hilcha, so the point is to learn and come to a halacha l'maysa. In the Akdama to Sefer Chibure Likitim, he writes there, Neilech b'derech halimud shal Rabbeinu, we're going to go in the derech halimud, the way of learning of our Rebbe, kasher kibel me'ovim mereinu Rebbe Yaakov. So he's saying the Rebbe of Heschel learned the Derech Halimut from Yaakov. And his father got it from the Marshal. So this is a Messiah coming down Marshal to Rebbe Yaakov, the Rebbe of Heschel. And that is to be Ma'ayin well in the Gemara. And then Pirish Rashi and Taisvis. We never asked from a different Masechta. All the Chidushim were here. Here It wasn't, Pilpul was about finding way out questions to things that may have something to do with, not have something to do with, a small connection, and then building on that. That's not what it was. We didn't ask questions to destroy here and say a Chiddush somewhere else. For example, if we're learning Kedushin, we're not going to start saying Kedushim in Gitin. We say Kedushim in Kedushin. Everything is to understand Pshat here and come to Allah. Not only that, you don't ask from things you haven't learned yet, because if you haven't learned it yet, even in the same Mesechta, you don't have it clear. That's not the way we learn. Sometimes you have a question, you say, well, we're forced to say this. Even that we stay away from because we're not forcing ourselves into anything. That's not necessarily the truth. But tachlis halimo, the point of the learning, to learn and to be mechadish from the sugi itself, in this sugi, in this halacha. Shakam hagoin, merein rav yoyel bach, merein rav yakar, merein rav heshel, vero lahamsi halimo lilmoy derechemes, kimoy shalom dubali ataisa. So here he throws in the bach as well. The Bach, Reb Yaakov, Reb Heshel. So we, over here we have the Marshal, the Bach, and then we have Reb Yaakov and Reb Heshel all on this Mahalech against Pilbel to come to Pshat, like the Bach himself. I, I, I'm assuming, I don't remember that we mentioned this in the Shir on the Bach, in his Akdama to Ezra, he says, The point is to get clear, to get to halacha, not like the people nowadays, Laharis Umnus Pilpulam, they want to show how great a pilpul they can make, like a flying uh, uh, tower that has no basis to it, and they end up being Mitar Asheretz. Asheretz is... Is a is a is a is a is a is a rodent that is tame, and if you you know with enough exercises, the, the Mishnahis even talk about this. With enough exercises in pilpul, you could end up being mitar sheretz. That's not what we're here to do. So we have over here the Rebbe of Heschel is a bridge between his father and he learned by the Bach, and his father learned by the Marshal to the next generation of. 
the Shach, the Beis Shmuel, the Chalkas Mechaikik was his, on, his, on his level, was his friend, so to speak, was his dar. All the Paiskim of the next generation, or many of them, were going on this Mahalech of the Messiah that they brought. The Chavis Yor, remember we said a share on the Chavis Yor, was the next generation in his Sefer Yor Nasiv, when he talks about Derech Halimud, he says, you should only ask questions and give terutzim if things have a strong basis. Kasher shamati shekain hoyachilukim shalagoinim mereiner of Yaakov uvenoi mereiner of Heshel. That's how they learned the great goinim Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Heshel. This is the way they learned. The Chavis Yar was also fighting the derech halimud of the time. Now the fact that this was the way of their derech halimud, it's not a pella. That it's no wonder that his halachas, his psakim were accepted by Klai Yisrael, and they were used as a basis in the next generations for a lot of Torah, for example, in Tshuva's Goyne Basra, Simon Hay, that he writes a Tshuva to the Chalkas Mechaikik. There's many Tshuvas there. And in fact, in Evan Ezra, Simon Yudzayin, Sifkat, and Ayin Ches, there is a Tshuva the Chalkas Mechaikik wrote to the Rebbe Reb Heschel. And the, this Tshuva is about, the one that we're going to mention now from the Goyne Basra, about someone who shechted seven animals, and they found that one of them had a hole in its stomach, in one of its insides. But all of them got mixed up together. So you don't know which one is the kasher and which one is the treif. Now before the suffix, before you found out about it, you had already sold one half of the animal to somebody. Becheska's kashras. It was kasher as far as you knew. So that one was sold. So the question was, what about the other half of the animal? Are you allowed to rely and say, well, if the first half was kosher, the second half has to be kosher too. I, now we found out there's a suffix, maybe one of these are treif, but that one can't be. It was already like a psak that that animal is kosher. So they were moderate. He was, the Rebbe of Hashem was moderate in that tshuva. Now this tshuva became a big, big machlaikas in the G'day Le'achreinim. The Bach, I'm sorry, the Prichadish brings a big machlaikas about this. There's a very famous Shev Shmaitza, Shmaitza Dalit Paragimel, and a few after that also, that he brings this psak from the Rebbe of Heschel, and he goes through it with his lumdus parak after parak in this psak. This was Reb Heschel, this was his, his, his Derech Halimud, was very clear, was very solid, and therefore the next generations took it, and they learned it, and they were Mephalpel in his, in his, uh, his Chidushim. Now the Rebbe Reb Heschel wrote many Svarim, Chidushim, Halachas, Agadahs, Psakim, Chuvis, but he didn't want to print them, he was an honor, he didn't want to print them, and most of them ended up being lost, we don't have very much from him. They did print something called Chidush HaLachis, on Bavakama, Bavavatziya, Bavavasra. Um, there are Chidushim on Shulchan Aruch, Yaredeya, Chayshem Ishpad, and Avon Ezer. This Chidushim on the Smag that was printed. Um, he had more Chidushim on Chayshem Ishpat. Chuvas that were printed throughout all different Svarim of the Chachamim of the time. Um, randomly, um, you could find them in different uh, chuvasvarim. The famous sefer that we have that people know about is the Chanukas Hatayra Al Hatayra, which was a likut from his uh, from his some of his Taira. Not clear exactly how much is his. It's printed together with the Kala Leo from the Vilna Gain because there seems to be an overlap of which Taira belonged to who. But that's he's famous as the Chanukas Hatayra. Um, again, most of his his ksavim are lost. Um, we mentioned before a sefer chidusha Rabbi from Lublin and Rabbi from Krakow from some of his chidushim um, as well. Who were his, some of his talmidim? The shach we know the shach 
And if you listen back to the Shir on the Shach, you'll hear more details about, details about the Rebbe Reb Heschel over there. Um, we brought some stories um, that the Shach's interactions with him. The Shach quotes him in Yardeo, Simon Nunzai, and Sivkat and Laman Hay, and in the Nekudus HaKes of Simon Pei Beis. Um, and um, again, you'll listen uh, to the Shir on the Shach. We'll hear, see here some of his interactions um, with the Rebbe Reb Heschel. Um, we mentioned before the Birchas HaZevach, Rav Aaron Shmuel Kodnever, the author of the Birchas HaZevach, and Tiferes Shmuel, who was his Talmud and his father's Talmud as well. It's interesting, if you remember, in Vilna, the Rav was the Chalkas Mechaikik, and the Bezdin was the Birchas HaZevach, the Shah Ephraim, and the Shach was 20 years old, he was put on that Bezdin um, as well. Um, Harav Hillel, the author of the Sefer Beis Hillel on Yerodei and Ebenezer, was his Talmud. Rav Gershon Ashkenazi, the Avoides HaGershuni, we mentioned him before as well. Um, his grandson, his daughter's son, the Tiferes Lamoisha, we mentioned before. Reb Shmuel Haramasi, the Beis Shmuel on Eben Ezer. And the Chidah in Shem Agdalim says, V'rabu k'may rabu rabbonim u'goinim. He has many, many rabbonim u'goinim. Yoytzev Chalotzov, that were his descendants. Some of them alive, some of them no longer alive. Goine Hadar, Nichtav Ukraiv of his grandchildren and his relatives were from the Goine Hadar. He had two sons, Rebeirish. Rebeirish was a Parnes Hadar. He was a very Yichashev Askan. He was the Reish Hamanig in Krakow. He was like the head of the Balabatim in Krakow. Reb Shol, probably named after Reb Shol Val, the, uh, his great-grandfather, the Havbezdin of Brisk in Krakow. He had four sons-in-law, so he had six children. The Rebbe of Heschel was Nifter Chav Tishrei Tov Chav Dalet, 1863. And his Matseva, it's written, Poi Nitman Venigna Zarena Kaidish here is hidden away, the Arna Kaidish, Sadik Vyasaidailam Harav, Kamreina Rav Heshel, Reish Misiftov, Ab Bezdin de Krakow, Ben Harav Agodo, Rabban Shokobne Agailu, we mentioned this before, Marina of Yakovzal, Ramba Bezdin de Kaklublin. Now it doesn't say about the Rebbe of Heshel that he was Rabban Shokobne Agailu and all that, because before he was Nifter, he told them that on his Matseva they cannot write that. They could just write that he was the Rav, even though they wrote Arun HaKadosh, Sadiq but they can't write all these big titles. However, in the Pinkas Chavra Kedisha, in the notebook of the records of the Chavra Kedisha, when it talks about him, it says, Yizkar Nishmas HaAluf Batayra, the great one in Taira, Sar Habira, the, the uh, prince of the palace, Abir Harayim, Rabban Shokol Chachmei Daira, the Rav of all the Chacham of his generations, Perazman, the glory of the time, Hagoyin Agoldo, Mareinu, Verabeinu, Avram, Yeshua Heshel, Ben Hagoyin, Mareinu, Rav Yaakov, Zatzal. So you see here, he, they called him Rabban Shokol Chachmei Daira, and that's probably why he became known as the Rebbe, Rav Heshel. I just want to point out one last thing, interesting thing, that in the Sefer told us, Adam, it brings in the name of the Rebbe, Rav Heshel, that a Hanhaga person should have, before he leaves his house to go on a trip, he should put his hand on the mezuzah, and he, say, he should say, I'm a Kabbalah myself. They wrote over there, Bin Eder, I would say, probably say, Belin Eder. Then when I get to the place, or when I see the place, my destination, I will say, Nishmas Kol Chai. And when he gets to that place, immediately he should say, Nishmas Kol Chai, to the end. There's such a minig people have, that they, when they go on a trip, or they're going somewhere, they say that if everything will be successful, I'll say Nishmas. It's not one of those brand new schoolers that uh, have been just been discovered, so to speak. Um, this is something the Rebbe Rebbe Heschel gave an Eitzah for a person to do such a thing, goes on a trip, he should 
say to the Rebbein Shalom that if I'm successful, I will say Nishmas, and when he gets there, he, he would say, he'll say Nishmas. This is the Rebbe Reb Heschel of Krakow. Schusa Yogin Aleinu Valko Yisrael. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and Kol Tov.